0: How are we doing today? I'm doing well. How yeah? about
1: yourself? Great. Yeah, what's new? Oh man, uh, kicking the week off right. Um, I think we talked about this last week, uh, how uh, my mom brought up that near-death experience guy. Yeah. So we're going to go see him on Wednesday, so yeah. I'm excited for that.
0: I almost had near-death experience over the week. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I did something stupid and of almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it was a near
1: death. <laughs> it was near death. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, we You yeah. we were close. She kept me around. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, I'm actually excited to see that because that, um, yeah, it'd be cool. It yeah. see, I'm, I'm curious to see what this guy's going to talk about.
1: Well, that's the thing. I want to see if he tries to put more of like a religious spin on it or if he wants to like kind yeah. of talk, share the experience of, you know. Um,
0: yeah, just the, uh, yeah, the, the that, spiritual side of it rather than, yeah, than yeah. the religious yeah, because yeah, exactly con- I believe he only speaks... I don't know if he only speaks in Catholic Church, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure about that either. Yeah, I guess we'll find I'm, it out. It's just kind of one of those unknown things that I'm like, all right, let's go take a look. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for that. That should be cool. Um, things are good with work. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to think... Uh, Uh, had a great time listening to our our speaker that we're going to talk about this week. Oh, yeah,
0: and who is this we're going to speak about today? (laughs) So this week
1: we're going to be talking about a woman named Esther Hicks who channels um, Abraham. And Abraham um, Hicks is kind of who uh, the topic uh, will be this week. Um, I'll let you kind of talk about this for a second, Frank, because you were telling me something interesting when I got here today. I had no idea your background and how long you've been listening to Abraham.
0: Yeah, I've, um, I, I, I don't even know how long it's been. Even before like YouTube was really big, I've. But like over really, a decade. Oh well, yeah, well over a decade. Definitely. Yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I was turned on to it by somebody, and then um, a couple other people talking about. It. But I remember reading the books and and finding like videos and stuff like that because um, YouTube wasn't really available at the time. Mm-hmm. And I would just. It was wild. So anyone you know, listening in today, or any time, um, she's a channel. Um, and She's channeling an entity called Abraham. It's not really an entity. It's a it's a culmination of um, guidance, you know, um, higher higher guidance systems mm-hmm. that she's channeling. In. And uh, so anyone's not familiar with channeling, um, she's a really good one to start with because she's very broad, but she's also very light about it. Um, it's to some people it's strange, but the truth is we all channel, and uh, but she is very easy to understand. Very, um, she yeah, she explains it very easily. So. I,
1: I like that you bring up that point because it's it's hard to step into watching somebody channel. Um, from a low vibration. And what I mean by that is if these concepts are new or, you know, you're just getting into these concepts, it can be difficult to, uh, listen to somebody and not be skeptical yeah, when be they weird. say yeah. they're channeling, you know, this higher entity, this higher power and the Esther, you know, Abraham who, uh, you know, Esther Hicks channels, it is, um, it is digestible,
0: you know? It is. And that's the thing It doesn't is, come off weird. No, it doesn't. And, you know, once you get past the idea of her channeling, it's the information that's coming through that's poignant
1: well let's talk yeah. about like channeling too and the conditioning that we have around that yeah like you were sharing with me today you were like dude when I was growing up the idea of channeling was considered witchcraft yeah well, so there's a lot of conditioning though that's what I'm trying to explain to the audience
0: yeah and it wasn't uh, it wasn't readily available to me for me to understand those channels yeah you, know, you hear stuff about that but mm-hmm. But the truth is, when you come to understand this, we all channel. That's, that's it. We're all doing it. We just, we're un, unaware of it. We're like, calling it something different. Yeah, if you have an impulse we're, to go do something and you go do it. Uh, again, there's, there's two types of impulses. There's one impulse to what we call the diction of doing without the ego impulsion, like compulsion, I should say, or impulsion to go do something. But um, when you get an impulse that's spontaneous and more uh, enlightening, that's channeling. So any, anyone that came up, every human being has come up with an idea or something like that that has never been looked at before. Whether they shared it with the world or kept it himself, that's a form of channeling. Information is coming through you that you've, you haven't been aware of.
1: And we're all channeling on a day-to-day basis.
0: Yeah, we're all channeling. We're going back from reiteration of information and channeling all day. But if you're not aware of it, you don't know um, how to hone it and how to utilize it. Yeah. So like Mozart, Beethoven, that's channeling. Yeah, everyone. Albert Einstein, yeah. E equals MC squared. That's
1: channel. I'm just yeah. trying to throw out some. Yeah, like
0: I signed in to intellectually figure out E equals MC squared, and he he's on record saying that. Yeah, it came through him, and then it took him like uh you know it took him a better part of like I think it was like yeah you know, we hear different stories either twelve or sixteen years old, but by the time he's twenty six, it was published E equals MC squared. So it took him anywhere from you know uh, ten to uh, twelve years to figuring out how to put it into formulations to where the world can figure it out. But even through that time when he was trying to, he had the vision, he'd seen it, but then how do I explain it? How do I put it on paper? That was part intellect and a lot of it was um, channeling. So how we look at um, our day-to-day lives and how we look at certain
1: things, we, we label it. We, you know we, we say, this is something I created and that's what the ego is. When we say, you know, I did this, I accomplished this, I thought of this, you know, et cetera. And when you can kind of flip the script and look at look at, you know, um these ideas that come to you or, you know, these things you pull out of the universe, that's more of the channeling that Frank and I are referring yeah. to.
0: I try to get away with that with Karen, I'm like I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> that just came, that just came through me through me. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't work. It doesn't work in that situation. (laughs) Oh, that's What do you want from me? I'm channeling. (laughs) I'm channeling. Turn the damn channel. (laughs) But
1: when you can look at uh, something um, from that perspective, it allows you to loosen up and really take in the information. Because at the end of the day, you're going to know if something is truth or not simply by how it feels. Yeah. And this is like why, you know, uh, when you went to Sunday school and uh, the Sunday school teacher was telling you – uh, a story about whatever and you ask a question and the in the sc- and the sunday school teacher just says well that's how it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know that's just what you're supposed to believe
0: yeah because maybe they didn't understand themselves or perhaps they realize i can't explain to this child but it's the yeah. it's that feeling yeah. you
1: get when you know hey something's up right now yeah. something's I- not right about this so When you listen to these people who channel, you know these higher uh, beings, higher self, whatever you want to call it, you'll know if it's true simply by how it feels to you, by what the words that are coming through, how you, uh, you know, uh, perceive them, and how they how they feel to you.
0: And if you actually, if you recognize it's true, you're actually in the in the midst of the channel as well. Yeah. So it's a lot of times when you're talking to a channel, listening to a channel, you're actually literally or playing in the role, but you're actually talking to yourself. So even like I've heard other channels saying that when they're having a conversation with them and the person come ask a question, and the information comes through the channel and it's like oh wow thank you it's like well thank yourself, mm-hmm. because you're the one who actually generate the information. You we already know this stuff, we're just playing in this game of uh, conversation in order to, um, in the in the 3D world to uh, ingest it and how do we utilize it in the world we play with it it's a game. It is. Yeah, so we bring it down to a lower denser frequency, but that's what, it's not about, it's about going to a higher frequency and bringing it down into a lower, to materialize it. It's, you know, because, well, To I experience could, I, it. Yeah, I could sit in daydream, like, you imagine, like, Robert Plant and Jimmy Page just like, they're looking at each other humming like, you know, stay with heaven, but they never recorded it. <laughs> like they never gave Wouldn't it that to us.
1: would that be sweet? Yeah. Never got to experience it. Like they did.
0: But, you know, what's interesting is how many songs have they done? How many songs have you've done yeah. where you've never shared it with the world? It's true. You just shared it with yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not selfish. But when you actually share it with the outside world, you bring it to a lower, dense frequency in order for the rest of the world to hear it. It's like, wow. So when we actually listen to something, So Stairway to Heaven um, from Jimmy Page and Robert Plant was far greater in their head than it was the time it got to the studio. Um, But nonetheless, it was amazing. They did the best they can, like everyone does, like Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel. It was far greater in his mind than it translated onto the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. But nonetheless, it allowed... That's why people like when he did the image of what God and... and, um, Adam and stuff like that People are like Oh I'm like, Well that's He had to relate to Where he was in the time So it wasn't like You know He that's wasn't like is. This is what God looks like People Oh my God This is what God looks like No and Michelangelo like, No it's not It's the only painting I can do I couldn't put like His wave pattern yeah, <laughs> You yeah, know yeah, It would yeah. be weird no, absolutely. That'd be actually cool if you look at C.C. Chapel It was just like, uh, say, <laughs> either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wow,
1: that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm gonna paint it next. I'm gonna. I think they want me to repaint it for
1: me. I, 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 I like that you bring that up, though, because you're right. There's sometimes when we when we have these ideas that come to us, and we, um, you know, have these experiences when we when we put them on paper, or when we put them on canvas, <sighs> or when we put them on, you know, record. Um, they do come out differently.
0: They do, but that's. But we try to get it as best we possible. But that's why I just I,
1: remember that, like as a songwriter, yeah, I, I absolutely remember. Yeah, like in here, it, it comes was, out different. Yeah, yeah. But like every that's time, like you <laughs>
0: know, like my character yeah, so gets really upset. Bad. I'm like, inside it sounded great, how <laughs> it came out. It but just, I'm
1: sure that happens when
0: you're writing books too. Yeah. Oh, it does. And what's interesting uh, now, I just you allow it, so I get into this place where okay, I get this field, and then all of a sudden, uh, the characters come through and in the information. But at the time I write it down, it's like a carbon copy but but that's okay that's that's perfection in itself but if if you always try to get it to where here to here i'm like you're never going to write it you're never going to play it you're never going to do anything now you're going to drive yourself mad yeah you know you have to get it out of you
1: uh like that one guy who um kept needing to um uh, what what it was a previous episode we did but he kept uh needing to he's like it wasn't done yet it's not done yet and he had this great song and then somebody else released that song <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, Remember um, that? Greg Braden's yeah. friend that pl- uh, played the uh, piano. He talked about that, and he kept trying to perfect it, and he um, never put it out. No, but somebody else in the field had gra- gravitated towards that type of melody. Mm-hmm. The lyrics obviously were different, but the piece of the music. So once the guy, you know, from a copyright standpoint, he can't claim it to be his. You no, know? but that's why we should not wait. We should speak out. Except for like, that's it. We, um, the, these things
1: that come through us, they're meant to be shared. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. When you have a great idea, like a great like for me, I have a great idea to write a book or do a podcast. And when I first would like, when these ideas would come to me, like, well, who would want to read this? Who would want to listen to me? And that's the wrong way about going about it. The universe would not give you an idea without the audience. So the universe is like, build it and they shall come. But if you need them to come to build it, they won't come to nothing. There's nothing to come to. Mm -hmm. So right now, like when I write and I do stuff, I do it for the essence of the feeling to come through me. Whether someone reads a book or not is not my concern. Whether someone listens to the podcast or not, it's not my concern. But people do. But if I made it my concern, I have to then pull people in and sell them on something and I'm like, ah, that's not my personality. I'm not a car salesman. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like right now. The process of me and Mike sitting there talking about uh, we're gonna get talking about Abraham Hicks is why I'm doing it. Absolutely. Whoever enjoys it, listen to it. Great. But um, this we're going through a process, just like every moment of every every day of life. Yeah, and that's what life is. So. We just talk about it But if i have like Okay I need this amount Of people to listen to it In order for me to do anything I, I, would, I would never get off my couch A lot of
1: people are in that spot and that you know, That's why they be... won't Start businesses And that's why they yeah. won't You know uh, Who's gonna
0: come Who's gonna want my service That's it We get in this like a yeah. Weird um, mental pattern Of all the reasons Why this can't work Yeah and Abraham Talks about that So if you had an impulse To do something The universe already has Everything set for you You don't have to worry About who's gonna read it Who's gonna watch it Who's gonna listen You don't need to worry about any of that it's already set mm-hmm. we just have to show up and present yeah. let it come through us let it channel through us and yeah. then the people will show up and that's the fun part that if I already knew part. who was going to show up to read the book and or listen to me it would be boring but I have no idea so I put it out there and it's like oh my god so hey I read your book I'm like what would you think they're like hey no, I was <laughs> <laughs> so that <definitely> doesn't happen <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could have better but um <laughs>
1: Uh, i personally
0: love it oh that, that, yeah yeah, yeah thanks, exactly yeah. that's the way it works man yeah. you got
1: to just put it out and that's what abraham's talking about yeah and that's so the she encar- gets at that
0: yeah and that's what me and mike um we do for ourselves because by having this conversation every week on you know recording it and putting it out there on youtube and spotify and apple
2: yep
0: but um it actually reminds us that to keep doing this but it's to inspire people to actually go within. So when you get that natural impulse, I call it natural impulse, not the addictive impulse. When you get that natural impulse, act on it as best you can, and watch what happens. It's flipping amazing. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And uh, you know, to Abra- it feel it feels good. Yeah, and that's uh, you know, Abraham obviously is. She really talks about that. She's a master about that. So,
1: but like, I mean, uh, when I leave uh, after doing perspective shift with Frank, um. I leave feeling on this like next level vibration. Like I feel good doing, yeah. doing this. So when you're, when you're playing music, when you're, you know, swimming, uh, baseball, all these different things that make you feel good. Um, there's a reason for that. Yeah. You know, play into that, you know, it's part on parcel of this whole experience that we're calling reality. Um, do we want to mention anything else about, uh, well, yeah, hey, so, hey, before we jump into these? Yeah, we'll I do jump in, start. but
0: like just to, uh tail onto what you just said just do whatever comes through but do not look for the recognition the recognition will show it always does but if you're looking for the recognition you're never going to be happy you never will and then you'll stop doing what you love you're chasing your tail at that yeah, point yeah you're chasing your tail <laughs> you don't need to do that recognition is only for the ego and the the more in, in the creative state we're on the ego has not new creation cuz the ego only knows what was already done so if I want to get into channel, I have to take my ego and say step aside and then allow the information to come through. But the ego then records everything that's happened and the ego also lets me know if I put a space between me and the ego, okay, let's go this direction, let's go that direction. So ego has a place, but not in that creative uh, moment when you're channeling. You must place the ego aside, get lost in it. Because yeah. the ego's like, no, nah, no one's going to like that. How many people do you think, well, all right, there's enough people r- talking about that. Let's stop doing that. And it's like, no, no like, this, it in, this impulse wouldn't have came if that was the case. Like, the universe of God would not say, write a book, but no one's going to read it. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know not how say? it works. Write a song, but no one's going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. No. You know, at least I don't think so. No, <laughs> no
1: that's the hang-up. And, and like in yeah. Esther, you know, or Abraham, she talks about this all the time. Yeah, she does. And it's important because she talks about, like, uh, we're all waiting to feel that happiness before we start rather than starting from that happiness. Yeah, and that's me, where we all get hung on.
0: Yeah, me and you have talked about this kind of the point. It's like get into the state and then – but people are trying to do – they're trying to do stuff to get into the state. So Matter on matter. Yeah, I, m- I remember someone say, saying this. is interesting. We're not human doers. We're human beings. So being is a state. When you get into the state of happiness or exhilaration, then the doing comes natural. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to do something, get exhilaration, it's going to wear yourself out. Well, a lot of tiring. this goes back to our conditioning from school.
1: Yeah. We must. have been taught, you know, that uh, you need to do A, B, and C to achieve this. And do
0: you know why we do that? Hmm. Because somebody watched somebody in the, in what we're going to use a term from uh, Abraham, somebody watched somebody that was in the vortex do something, instead of like mirroring them, their uh, feeling, they mirrored what they did. The activity oh my God, that person successful. What did they do? And they, they did these seven things. So if you do these seven things, you'll be right where they are and you can't. Yeah. You got to understand, it wasn't the seven things. It's how they felt. It just so happened it was seven things prior to getting to the state where they where you saw the outcome, where you saw the the product of their joy. Mm-hmm. This is why we're taught this way. It's not that people are evil. They're just misunderstanding it. So at the basis of everything, when you ask somebody questions like how did you do that it's like no no." questions what state were you in when you produced that how did you get into that state how do you allow that state it's a natural state and then but if i ask them what did they do like you know i remember reading magazines on like cream magazine as a kid asking different musicians like how do you prepare to write a song and i realized everyone does it differently there isn't a right or wrong way Same with authors everything So, and why is that? Because what's channeling through them is for them. Like, God's like, okay, there's only one way to write a book and make music. First, you have to sit in front of a a guitar and stare at it for 20 minutes. (laughs) And then we're going to move on to the second step. And that's how religions start. Because they watch someone stare at the guitar for 20 minutes, you know, and... um, and they make up a narrative yeah. in their head. And, they bring, and then they pick up a guitar and then they play the amazing things. Like, okay, if I stare at my guitar for 20 minutes, after I should pick up something, play amazing. I'm like, no, for what you know, the guy was like, where'd I park my car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just lost in thought. Yeah, where did I park my oh. car? uh it doesn't matter i'm gonna pl- play a guitar yeah you, know, <laughs> you have no idea what's going on the guy he said. was preparing he was, we create was, these crazy narratives as
1: we perceive something and interpret it and we're like oh this is what that person yeah. did to achieve that success yeah and, and it's like no that's just some story you created in your head
0: yeah and everyone's gonna like where did
1: that person what what state did they come from yeah, what, what what vibration being, frequency were they on to produce that event
0: yes yeah, so remember we're not human doers we're human beings but in the state of being, you will do. Yeah. So it's not about just sitting around. But uh, yeah, so what do you say? We play the f- first clip? Let's jump into the first one. All right, let's go for it. This All one's right. good. This is really good stuff, people. Check it out. Check it out.
2: So I've been listening to you for a while, and I get the f- thing that you say that nothing is more important Pardon. than how we feel, and the quickest way to get things that we want is to be happy. So. And what you want is to be happy. That's interesting the way you said it, that the quickest way to get what we want is to be happy. Well, but the reason you want what you want is because you think having it will make you happy. So the quickest way to what you want is to be happy. So you're already there, so then it can come more quickly. But humans worry about that. If I'm already happy, even though it hasn't come, somebody's going to hold it out like my mother did. If I was good, then she didn't give it to me. I really needed to be needy. I need to be needy before my mother would give stuff to me. And the universe is not your mother. Your mother was screwed up.
0: That was good.
2: I love it. I love that because she yeah. uses she
1: uses the example of conditioning as a joke. You know, yeah. Your mother. This is how we were taught. Yeah. She, it, it all goes back to the stories we repeat in our
0: head. And that's what I love about. It. She lightens everything up. Oh yeah. So we take things so seriously. And Abraham, without being. Um, you know, rude to people. She lightens up the you know stuff. So yeah, it it and it's not even the mother's fault. But that's the mother. We're doing the best. I remember Karen said this the other day. Hmm. They're doing the best what what they have. And there, it's like there you go. In, in one in one swap moment, you're like saying, oh, they they're just human. Next one was like, well, that's all they have. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah. it, it's all part parcel to yeah. it. I um
1: the reason I like that clip so much is <clears throat> happiness is what every single one of us is chasing,
0: yeah, that's why right. uh, million not, dollars you're not chasing
1: money, yeah, you're not chasing the family you're not chasing the <clears throat> romantic partner you're not chasing uh the friends uh you're chasing happiness,
0: yeah, and it's interesting and she we all are yeah Abraham talks about this a lot she she's like she's not trying to talk you out of the manifestation matter of fact. This is how you get to the manifestation because if if you remain happy, um, not having money is impossible. In other words, abundance is going to come your way. Um, The friends will come your way, the lover. Whatever you're looking for will come your way, but you must get into the state first. So a lot of times it seems like, oh, just be happy and don't worry about the stuff. No, she's saying get in a state of happiness. You don't need to worry about the stuff because it shows up. It naturally is drawn to you. It naturally is drawn to you, yeah. We Look, didn't
1: bring this up, but uh, law of attraction is a major part of... We should yeah. have brought that up, too, in the well, beginning.
0: Well, yeah, law of attraction is definitely a coined phrase uh, mm-hmm. from Abraham. You know, obviously... Um,
1: it's just, um, it, yeah, it's, it's a universal law is what it is.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, it's in uh, one, of the, like... You attract what you of, are. Yeah, exactly. What you put out is what you get back and it's that's the law of attraction.
1: See, what I, I like about her take on all, all this, you know, and, and starting from there is she brings it back to the way, you know, we were raised with the mother and she brings that up because the reason we have trouble not just being happy is we tell ourselves we don't deserve to act that way without the uh, outside world either giving us it or us out currently having it. It's like this little chase where it's like, hey, I can't actually show this um, immense uh, spark or emotion until I'm in possession of said item or said romantic partner or said, you know, activity, whatever. Yeah, And that's where the real hang-up is, is we have been taught that if you don't have it, you have to play that role of not having
0: it. Yeah. And think about all the stuff that we want today, right? Like, I want to get this to be happy. I'm like, but, you know, it's a, it's like almost saying you go back like 300 years were people not happy then because the things you, you want didn't even come into a mind of existence. iPads. Yeah, I, iPhone. Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, nothing did. Mansion. Yeah. Well, they, well, had, I castles. Guess they had castles. I no, castles. Not good plumbing, though. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, plumbing. <laughs> plumbing. Plumbing. <laughs>
1: But all yeah. all of these things, and, <laughs> and I like that you bring that up because um, Sadhguru actually talks about that all the time. He's like, we we live like kings now. You know, Combat, we have, yeah. we could walk out. There's not. There's a meal. Like we don't have to worry about food, shelter, air conditioning, water, clean running water. All these different things we take <laughs> so much for granted.
0: And I think you know he mentions this, and and again, um, I believe this is why why it's a lot of. Um, Mental disruption now, obviously, uh, COVID hit and all this stuff. But we're in such a society here in America. Um, we pretty much I don't care how much money you you make, you have access to anything you want. You know, yeah, because whether you're driving in a um, hundred thousand dollar car or a thirty thousand car, thirty thousand dollar car, the technology inside the car is the same. You're still much. moving, yeah, yeah. One looks flashier, one can go faster, but you still have all the stuff. But years ago, the difference between the cars was huge, right? Um, but, um, now we're at a point where we have all the stuff and this is why we're getting miserable because we realize, wow, I have the money, I have the car, I have the wife, I have all this stuff, but I'm not happy. And I'm like, this is an amazing time in history. Why? Because now you could stop chasing with 300 years ago. Like I don't have anything. So I'm still pursuing happiness. So it felt like a good thing to do. So, you you were miserable but not that miserable. When you have everything and you're miserable, it's like it becomes like suicidal. I want out of this.
1: And this is where the Kardashians are
0: at. Yeah, well yeah. <laughs> I'm just making Yeah, a joke. yeah, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they might be happy. I don't know. Who no, is. exactly. But it's, yeah.
1: It's just funny to bring that up because well that's the world we live in. Yeah. You know?
0: They're selling the outside world to us, like how you look, how you, you do stuff. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but that will not bring happiness. That's just distraction or the play. It's the prop on the stage. It's the constant asking of yourself, "What's next?" Yeah, but if you don't have the script, I don't care what props are on the stage, you're dead in the water. So the script is the state, the being that we become in the moment in which we're in, and then watch what comes out of that. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we're talking about. So let's jump into the next clip. All man. right, this Check. one's a little bit longer, but
1: this one's great. Um, she dives into you know kind of a core concept of hers, and that's yeah. why we selected this All right. clip. Perfect. Check it out.
2: Imagine taking your canoe down to the river's edge, a very nice fast moving stream, and your oars or paddles are already attached to your boat. And you put it in the water and you deliberately turn it upstream and begin paddling very hard against this fast moving current. And we say, why not just turn and go with the flow? And our human friends invariably say, doesn't that seem lazy? That seems lazy. And then they will say, my mother would not approve of that. (laughs) Or my teachers. They all had me pointing the other way. In fact, every plaque on my wall was based upon paddling upstream. (laughs) And I was measured against the others who did it too. And, The better we did it the better. We were able to fight that current then the more proud our human friends were of us and the bigger the trophies and Monuments and we hear that when you die there are even more (laughs) And We want you to know something in fact, it's worth writing this down nothing that you want is upstream Nothing that you want is upstream and the reason we know that is because we've seen the cycle of life We know that source Extended itself here into that which is you and we know that you are asking as a result of your leading-edge Experience just like you knew you would for more and we know that source is becoming that more that you are asking for and is Calling you to it and so we know the source of the stream And We know that when you turn and go with the stream you feel ever so good That's what positive emotion is varying degrees of it But it's what positive emotion is and we also know that when you buck that current it can beat up on you pretty good And that's what negative emotion is We want you to understand that there is only one stream that you might be going with or against, but there is only one stream. And when you learn from those around you to go against the stream, then you want to pronounce that there are evil streams, that there are streams of sickness or streams of badness or streams of poverty. We say, no, just one stream, you're just not going with it. You say, oh, that can't be. If it's a stream of goodness, why is it beating me up so? And we say, because you're clinging to the bottom. It's beating you up because you're not going with your self-created stream. Do you get this and? That really is the strongest point that we want to make with you This stream of well-being is a powerful stream and it takes you downstream whether you go easily or not In other words when you look around at your environment You've just got to acknowledge that well-being abounds your planet continues to spin in its orbit and even beyond the well-being that is obvious, more obvious to some of you than others, granted, but even beyond the well-being that is obvious, we want to remind you that even when you get further downstream and you have that which you call your physical death, which there isn't any of, we like to be disrespectful of death since there isn't any and call it croaking, when you you croak, you really move rapidly with this stream of well-being. In other words, the stream of well-being is not only dominant, it's all that there is. So while you can be in this physical body and you can fume and fuss and give yourself a lot of grief and point in opposition of the stream To the point that you beat yourself up pretty good and then claim that there cannot possibly be a stream of well-being because your life is going so badly We want to say to you if you would let go of your resistance and start going with the flow You will discover how good this stream can be to you.
0: That was good. Yeah, I like that one Yeah, she she's really good at explaining stuff. That's what I like about it.
1: Yep. Well, she she does, explains it from such, like, a uh, simplistic. It, yeah, simple, yeah. easy-to-digest way,
0: you know? And that's what it is. The universe is a very complex, uh, made-up system. But Only the,
1: because we make it that way.
0: Well, the universe is, you know but I mean? the utilization of it is simplistic. Oh, I see what you mean. So, just like technology today, you look at the iPhone. Um, it, it's a lot easier to use than the rotary phone as a kid. I had to, like, and wait. It was funny. Remember, <laughs> you dial the number and you had to wait for it to go back and i would try to speed it up by pushing it and it just messed it up and my dad would yell at me smack <laughs> me you gotta break the goddamn phone <laughs> you know but right now you just push a button you don't only have to push a button you can actually uh, do voice recognition yeah because it's more complex than that rotary phone that was sitting on the wall um and because of the complexity the simplicity of the use so we as individuals create complex through the doing rather than just allowing when you get into state of being things are simplified and the analogy uses the river if you actually go with the flow of the river all you then use you use your paddle as a as a rudder to steer away from rocks and move around there's always going to be challenges the river's going to speed up there's going to be high rapids and there's going to be calmness but when you're moving with it You're actually getting somewhere (laughs) but when you're paddling upstream. The second you put the paddle down, zoom you just like, it's like walking on a conveyor belt the wrong way. Yep. You just gotta, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's torture.
1: But everything, so everything she's talking about in this clip is, is awesome because this is what we're all experiencing. So this movement, this life, this linear process, everything, how we, we see it unfolding, it's it it doesn't stop and catch up for us. Yeah. And this is where a lot of people get hung up and you get that anxiety and that stress and you feel so overwhelmed because everything continues to move. And, and this – there is no uh, – let me put a pause on this. It's a constant movement. And <laughs> that's why you hear phrases like, you know, things don't get easier. You just get stronger. Yes, you get stronger, but you're more aware of what this experience is now. The reason, it would, like, go with the flow is such a um, uh, you know, well-known um, uh, saying, if you will, yeah. is because that's all there is. There if, only
0: is flow. If we re- replace stronger with insightful. Yeah. Just start to, yeah, because as is, is we want we want to be stronger, we want to be more insightful. The more aware we are to what's going on, in my opinion,
1: allows you to go with that
0: flow. Because it's something innate in every human being. We're always trying to do things more efficiently, and if you're going with the flow, there is nothing more efficient in that moment. Which you're going through it. I heard a
1: really cool story one time about uh, it was like Navy SEALs, and they did this training where um, they they were trying to select a group like a, a like three people, and the, it, there was like a group of these SEALs, and they had to go through this training. And one of their trainings was they they were uh, one of the sessions they were dropped into. Um, like a moving lake, and they weren't told where to go or how to get out of it, but it was the ones that let go, you know, the, the seals that let go and just allowed themselves to float. Well, that, the water knows where it's going. Well, that's it, yeah. and so the ones that didn't fight it and went with the flow, they got to where they needed to quicker, ultimately were yeah. the ones that were selected, but there were, you know, seals that were trying to fight against this water and go upstream, yeah. and they tired out, and there it was. it was to see... Who's going to
0: naturally go with with the least amount of resistance? Yeah. Have you ever been whitewater? I thought that camping? was cool. No, never. All right. So if you, yeah, it happens. If you fall in the water, you know, hopefully you're wearing a life vest. But, you know, even if you're not, we are buoyant. But when you start fighting against it, that's when we get sucked under. But if you get onto your back and just kind of, you know, take a look at stuff, try to steer yourself away from rocks, it will take you to calmer waters. And just like you're in the boat, the boat floats as a human body. We sink when we're fighting against. So, like she says, grabbing onto the bottom of the river. And these metaphors, I mean, they're they, they're, <laughs> they're real examples of life. Yeah, the metaphors and uh, actual things. So. That's it. Yeah. You know, and so, it's cool to yeah. see. You know that. You, yeah, it's, I, it's like that. I learned that when I was a kid. Um, you know, I lived on the South Shore of Long Island, and uh, in the summertime, you get like um, a riptide or some. And I remember one time I almost drowned. It was weird. It was like a little. It was a swirl, so I stepped into this water, and it was going down, and um, I was... Pulling? Yeah, it was pulling me in, and it was weird because when I stepped out of it onto the other side, there was nothing, but it was a little current, and this guy came up and grabbed me out of that, Mm -hmm. and I'll never forget, he was a lifeguard, and he goes, if that ever happens again, if you ever get pulled out, do not fight it. Allow it to pull you out, and it'll stop, and then swim... Uh, parallel to the shore and then come in. Because these are just little streams. So I learned that. If you're getting pulled out, do not fight against it. Allow it to pull out and then it'll stop pulling you and then <clears throat> swim parallel and then you can easily come in. And then the, at some point the wave will actually then take you in. Everything washes up onto the shore. But when I was fighting it, like within like a minute I was exhausted. And I'm like trying to fight it. He's like, just relax and it popped me out. So then... You learn that. It's like, wow, what am I fighting it for? Let it take you, and then you swim out of it, and then the other waves will take you back in. And this is how we need to go about life. Yeah. Like, surfers know this. Like, people are living the, near the ocean, they know this. It's why they're, they're always out in the water, and mm. they seldom drown, you know? Mm-hmm. They drown it's by some weird action or some type, but, you know? Mm-hmm. Some then crazy you get, Then you get somebody that goes out in the water the first time and they drown because they didn't know how to uh, function in the water. Yeah they, yeah, they didn't know how to let go. Yeah, and
1: that's why a lot of us are drowning in life. We know, don't know how to let and go. I know this,
0: even though we people think we this, we have to be taught. The people that actually figure this out, it's instinctive. But because we were taught the opposite, that instinctive part of us is gone.
1: Well, and that's what Abraham was talking about when she says, I've got all these medals on my wall from swimming upstream. She's talking about all the school events, all these things that teach us to just regurgitate information and and continue to paddle upstream. That's what she's talking about. We as a society kind of celebrate, hey, great job doing that struggle, you know? Um, (laughs) And and it's funny.
0: Yeah, like people like Jim, like, yeah, how— how long do you stay in the gym? And I'm like, like you know, if I say two hours, wow. I'm like, no, I was in the gym for two hours and so I lost my freaking keys. I couldn't find them. <laughs> I was getting a smoothie My workout I was, was done. My workout was done for a half hour. I just couldn't find my keys. Hell yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because that's where we celebrate um, that type of. Well, here's a know, great
1: example. Burnout. This is celebrated in our yeah. go- people. Wear this as a badge of honor. Yeah. Like I work ninety hours a week. Yeah, I'm dying. I'm stressed. It's nutty. And, and we are like, it, 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 like yeah. They they say it like they've got like it's impressive. Yeah, and it's more like I sit back now and I'm listening to people. I'm like, wow, that's really unhealthy. Yeah,
0: prisons do the same thing. You know, I got five years. Oh yeah, I got Seriously. seven, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, bad. hey, let let's yeah, turn it up, bad. yeah. You know, and then the other guy's like, "I got life." Oh like, shit, stay away from that dude. <laughs> <laughs> but this
1: whole idea of competition, this um, yeah, this goes yeah. back a, a while, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like uh, yeah, I this... am trying to think of the guy's name, um, uh, Edwin, or why can't I think of that? the evolution guy? The idea of competition. Oh, Darwin. Yeah, Darwin. Oh, cool. yeah. So, like, yeah. just the idea that you know, survival of the strongest. In, yeah, that we're yeah. always in competition. These ideas that were created, you know, in yeah. the but early his, 1900s that we yeah. still live by—that's such outdated and we, science. Which, yeah. It's not true.
0: Well, yeah, and we talked about that because he even knew that at some point, if one, one or two of these things were verified or on whatever, that idea of survival of the strongest is how we put it. Mm-hmm. Later on, they put survival of the fittest. Um, it would have been uh, null and void. We didn't come here to compete. Now, competing, you learn competing, you realize it doesn't work, but collaboration works. But we live in a universe where all is accepted. Hatred and love is accepted. But when you're in a loving state, it works better for you than hating. All right? You're going with the flow. Yeah, so yeah. But it's, again, like I've talked to you earlier about uh, the understanding of life and energy. So you look at you know how you define God or universal source. And people talk about, I remember someone's like, um, <clears throat> why did God create the devil so they look at God and the devil's opposites so I'm like well can't really look at God as having an opposite but if you look at God as creating everything in that sense but I look at God or the universal source is all energy so I can either you know toast my toast in the morning with my toaster with electricity or I can electrocute someone with it and kill him. Mm-hmm. It isn't the electricity that's bad, it's the utilization, a misunderstanding of what it's used for. So I can literally end somebody's life, or I can have a nice piece of toast with some uh, good butter. All butter. using the same electricity. Butter. Caramel, <laughs> kind of like, the butter. New Yorker's butter. coming out of you. Butter. <laughs> but, <laughs> but some jam. Yeah, put jam on but, it. too.
1: <laughs> me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. But good point. You know, like, that is so powerful <laughs> yeah. because. Energy, yeah, like That's I, say, what, yeah. I can eat, survive, enjoy, or I have the, this has the ability to uh, yeah. take a life, a human life. Yeah, Is energy bad because it can take a human life? Absolutely not. And so to you yeah. see how we, we put, you know, and, it's what spectrum
0: are we putting God on? And competition comes in the field of not thinking there's enough for me. And Abraham talks Coming about that a lot. Everyone has their own pie. So you don't need to, you know, and actually – not that you only have your own pie; you actually make your pie. You can make millions of pies in a lifetime. So, if um, I gain a million dollars in a year, it doesn't mean Mike goes deficient. Yeah, you know, you know, there is more billionaires on the planet than ever before, but it doesn't mean people are in like I am I'm impoverished to the point where I owe fifty million dollars. Like, it doesn't Not work that way. Works. Yeah, no.
1: media, you know, uh, what we consume, they want you to think that there is this finite amount of yeah. wealth. And, and this is where, you know, this uh, had a big effect on me. I used to think, like, oh, I'm never going to be a get ahead. Like, it's already all been kind of taken yeah. up. And this is how society portrays it to us, through media, through, you know, news, through all this stuff. But that's just twisting us more and more into this pretzel. And I, I like to give this as an example, but, um, like, Facebook. When Facebook came out, how much money that Mark Zuckerberg um, – billions, 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 you know, young kid type of thing – did all of the wealthy people in the world, the Fords uh, you know buffett Did they get poor because he got rich? No. no more people got rich yes. And so to think that there's this finite amount of money that we're like taking from it's uh, it's, it's false
0: Now why we why it's, it's interesting so there isn't it's infinite but the thing is we keep reaching for the outside world it feels like we're gonna have a finite life. So we go in, it, it's like, okay, I want to be a billionaire. I'm like, "And eh, it's been done before. Um, I'm not saying, like, in other words, if you're going to do something and, and the, your life's experience is uh, drawing you to that and a billion dollars is necessary, it will show up. But what do you think a billion, like, Mark Zuckerberg wasn't like, I want to be a billionaire. He's like, I got this great idea mm-hmm. that people can socialize. It started with, uh, I think, at Harvard. Yeah. And then it ex- exploded throughout the, uh, the world. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't like, I want to be a billionaire. You know he had a, he had a great idea and it just turned out to be a billion idea, uh, mm-hmm. you know and that's so as we start to look at life just focus on the idea because right now it's like if he's looking for a new project which he's probably working on one right now yeah the metaverse that, yeah that's his exciting excitement not the money I need more money is not what he's saying not at all you know and that goes for everyone that. Um, you know, and if I, if someone invented something and they made a lot of money and has invented something since, they, they're still talking about the cocktail party. They're talking about, the, what, they, oh, yeah, when I was, you know, I was working in the garage on this thing, you know. Like, what are you doing now? I was like, I got too much money. <laughs> 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 I'm I, relaxing. Like, I don't want to work anymore. I'm like, yeah, but that was a glorious, you know, as a kid. It, it is in the journey. <clears throat> it is in the work. Yeah. Like, you know, it's funny that people are like, hey, let's go on a hike. I'm like, I'm like it's funny. God, it's like, hike. You know. 15 miles. I'm like, you just lost me. I'm not going to do that. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, when I was a kid, I never sit out to hike or ride my bike 15 or 10 miles, but I probably did 30 in a day. I just allowed the woods where I was walking to, you know, to allow me to guide me in and I sit down, climb a tree. At the end of the day, if I had a Fitbit on when I was, if every kid in the like 70s and 80s had a Fitbit on, the thing would have blew up. Now we're like... Oh, I gotta get up and walk around. That's all we did. We allowed the system to take us. We didn't cal- calibrate. But now it's like, oh, I, you know, I want to get back there. I'm gonna go hike in the woods and like go hike, but stop with the miles and stuff like that. You're you're putting the outcome before doing. it. How do you feel on it? So people are like, how was say, Oh, I hiked five miles. Sam, I can't get like. Yeah, like <laughs> it's because <laughs> that's it? seen as an accomplishment. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's, yeah. How did you it feel? It's a society conditioning thing. Yeah, I'm like. We have to share our our wins. Yeah, if you so happen to hike twenty miles, great. But how did you feel in the hike? How, what was the state of being on the hike? I don't care how many miles you did. That's just weird. Well, that's just a detail. It's and that's, weird. We're like, all
1: hyper focused on. Yeah, it's details. like how
0: long do you work out? I'm like, has not, I'm like that's not the benefit. I, I go to the workout, I go to the gym like I do. I did when I was a kid. I went to the playground. Some days I'm like I'm working out like, you know, dead into it. The other days I'm like. You know, hanging out with my friends, you know, in the corner of the gym, talking about silly shit like the kids did in the playground. I don't like. Oh my god, I gotta get back to this. That's too, too rigid for me. Yeah. But there's exhilaration whether I'm having a great conversation or I'm doing a great workout. It just comes to me, and I I step into it. And again, we were all kind of taught how to, um, you know, um, set things up like organize stuff and I'm slowly backing away from that yeah I enjoy going to the gym but I, I try not to like okay what am I doing today I gotta do this many reps I'm like no that I'm getting a freaking headache now let's stop yep. if I go to the gym and just talk to somebody and leave I'm okay with that but well, that tends not to happen I just like the motion moving around that's my thing now.
1: but that comes from the layers of Conditioning, you yeah. know, we're we're taught, you know, to create a plan to, you know, yeah, we always have to know what's next And think, This is why we never live in this moment. Is right now we're saying, all right, after this, what am I going to have for lunch? Yeah. And then, you know, what work do I got to do today? Yeah. And then, you know, I got to do this this evening. We're never just now. We're, we're never look,
0: just here. Yeah, we're looking for the accomplishment <laughs> rather than the rather than the state that actually brought the accomplishment. Yeah, the Did accomplishment I the story? will come. But you know, like, yeah, like in the beginning when me and Mike first started doing this, I remember we would record it, watch it, and I would watch it over. I'm like, oh, it's great. And then we yeah. we look at how many people watching, and wow, like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. Now it's like the second we we press stop on here and we get everything mm-hmm. delivered off to Kayla, all of a sudden me and Mike like, what are we doing next week? Yeah, what are we doing next week? And the people come like, hey, what's? That? I'm like, and I because now I'm like working on next week's uh, thing. You know, uh, person or whoever, mm-hmm. whatever. We're gonna do. Well, some people are like well, what's what's uh, this week's coming up. I'm like, I don't know. They're like, what do you mean, you don't know? I'm like, well, I'm working on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just let it go. Yep. I let it go because it's the creative aspect, not what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen? I'm like, whatever happens, happens. I'm like, I have, I'm not gonna control. I have no control of it. It's gonna create anxiety, and then all of a sudden. The the next Monday comes and I'm I only have one day of prep because I was worried about what's happening. I'm like no, nah. so we forget that's, about. That's it. the race we live on on yeah. a day to day basis. And too. It, yeah, this is why we it took I don't know about Mike, but it took me a little while to get over that. Now I'm like yeah, people. I like, saw so go in. I'm like yeah, I did the podcast. I was, well, what I watched Saturdays. I'm like oh yeah, how was that? They're like oh it was good. I'm like ooh who did we feature again? Yep. <laughs> and then what's obviously if yeah, it's just we're always moving. It's like a new day, new playground. Like kids don't show up at the playground. On Saturday, and talk about what they did Friday at the playground. You know, like, <laughs> let's dissect hey, Friday's activities. Yeah, Friday. Let's let's go over this. Let's brief. About it. Le- yeah, let's, yeah, let's like, have a hey, quick briefing Jimmy, on everything. remember activities. two months ago when I jumped off the swing? Yeah, yeah. Like no, nah, I don't know how you. Talk. I don't even know what you
1: did yesterday. I like that you continue to bring up kid examples too, because that's the perfect. We, from birth, we 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 are always in our most natural state. Present, we yeah. we learn. And we are taught yeah. and we are trained and we are programmed to live in this uh, create, mind-created world Yeah, and we, where we learn time, where we learn months, days, all this type of stuff. And we say, all right, this is the box that I must live in. Yeah, And we can let go of that box. Yeah, And so when you, when you start to see the game on its face, you start to play it differently. You're saying, oh, I don't need to get sucked into this. And you let go of it. And then it feels good, and then from that good feeling, something that you were hoping happened, or something that you'd you know uh, knew would come to fruition, happens. And yeah. it's it's this like forever giving experience. It, like the more I let go, the more I get. The more I give, the more
0: I get. Well, that's so. This is what it is. So Jesus said, "Become childlike, not childish, but childlike." And people are like, "What does that mean?" I'm like, "Children didn't know enough not to stay in that state." Abraham's talking about the same exact thing. Everything upstream was already done. You're trying to—it's like watching a movie over and over and over and over and thinking you're going to laugh the same as you did the first time. But downstream is a brand new movie that you've never seen. And if you, with the ego, can only ingest or digest what it already knows, when you get the ego out right of the way, I'm like, I'm going into the unknown by going down the river. That's where the childlike state is. That's where the excitement is. That's where the glory is. Now you're producing new knowings. But to get back to the childlike state, it's not about becoming ignorant. It's about realizing you are ignorant. We know very little about this world. We know very little about nothing. a human body. So when I actually admit to myself I know nothing, it frees me up from go- to go down the river. But if I think I know everything, I'm too intellectual sound, I am swimming upstream. And as I'm swimming upstream, I'm like... I vented that tree. I did this. I did that. I did blah blah blah. I know about this. Anyone have a question? And all of a sudden, everyone's just passing by as they're going downstream the because they're sick and tired of hearing you. Yep. And that's really what it was that's Abraham brings up brilliantly. Downstream is where everything new is. Upstream, it's old. It's the past. We You've don't already need gone that. through it's it. Already gone through it. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah.
1: So we got another third clip. This one. Yeah. Let's this is uh, a good let's one.
0: preface this before we get into it because yeah, this is a topic it. that um people have hit me with in, in these moments where it's like, listen, I'm not going to brush over this because it's a topic, and it's a topic of death. And uh, as you listen to it, the woman's asking Abraham a question and in, um, in this, she had just lost her son. Mm-hmm. But um, when you start to understand that life is eternal, it, you, you have a different perspective on it. It doesn't mean you won't mourn. Mourning is the process in which we learn to let go. And letting go is, it's like, we're not, we didn't come here. as like, oh, yeah, so-and-so died. What's for lunch? Mm -hmm. No. The mourning process is meant to go through. We all go through it. But going through it, like I've been through it a couple times in my life, it shows, and each time I go through it, it was different. It shows me something else. It doesn't mean you don't feel sad. It doesn't mean you don't feel lost. You do. But, um but it forces you to let go because there's nothing you can do; it's done, and that's kind of what this is. It, you know, um, this is usually a very touchy top topic because we could talk about this when it comes to money and, you know, getting a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a new house, and do, do all this stuff. But when it comes to death, people like they they want to say that's different. I'm like, no. But let's let's everything is this everything is connected. So let's
1: why why do people say that? It it comes down to attachment yeah attachment that so attachment is a is a narrative it's a story yeah so we all have attachments to our mothers our fathers our siblings our children our significant others our friends Mm -hmm. and we have these stories about them and media television shows, you know, uh, Disney Channel, the, the the prince and the princess, this creates love, um, the relationship a mother should have with their son or a father and their daughter, whatever. These are very heavy um, imprints of how things should be well, those... and should feel. Yeah. These are attachments that we align with. And so when, like for example, um, there's countries where... F- When the the members of their society or culture pass away, um, they celebrate. But in our culture, we've we've been taught to mourn. And so it would be inappropriate for me to go to a funeral here in the States and, you know, uh, be laughing, joking, you know, trying to tell these great stories, throwing a party. People... What? You know, and we we must it, yeah. cry,
0: we must mourn, and that is starting to change. Though. You're oh, of course say, it is. Yeah.
1: But these are these are psychological uh, narratives. These are these are ideas yeah. that we tell ourselves, and these attachments that we hold on to, they bring with them a lot
0: of dense emotion. Well, that's what, what it is. Is that's conditional living. Yeah. So when you love someone unconditional, and they do pass away, it's not that you're going to go out and you know go to Disneyland the next day. You will mourn it because it's the what you're. What you're missing is the frequency output that they were here projecting out there. But then the mourning process shows us how to communicate on a different level completely. Going into more of the fifth and other dimensions where the person lives. It's almost like when you know, and again, this is just a, a light analogy. I don't I'm not gonna compare it to death, but if you have a child and they leave the house to go off to college, well you can't just open the door and talk to them anymore. You have to catch them in between frat parties and uh, English class, you know, and you do that by phone, so it's short. So you have to learn how to communicate differently. So where before, when your child was living home, you call them up on the phone, get your ass home, it's dinner time. But now, when they're off to college, you getting on the phone is precious. So, but when you actually stop to drop conditions and just fully love the person, yeah, you're still gonna, you're gonna feel, you're gonna notice they're gone because. We, the third dimensional world of the human beings, we're emotional beings. We're just learning to what these emotions are. doesn't mean you're going to be completely cold. That's what we're talking about. But when you do that, you realize they're in a better place. I'm crying for myself because I wish I was there. I wish I was with them and that's really what it comes down to and you know as we hit this clip abraham will explain um and I, I find it very interesting i just want to preface with that because we don't take this topic lightly Correct. but it's not one we haven't really uh we don't talk it, about it's much a heavy episode. Uh, yeah it's, a it's heavy, heavy topic. because we make it heavy yep but yeah so let's uh let's see how you guys like this one jump into it all
2: right i'm so happy to yeah. be here with you up until about three weeks ago i would have said that i was calibrated really good and then about three weeks ago, Esther would have said the same thing. But how do you know that you're calibrated unless sometimes you're not calibrated? How are you gonna know? If you just tune your guitar and you just stay there and then you ask the whole world to tune up to you, I'm the dominant one. You guys make your instruments sound good with mine. So it's helpful to find yourself out of calibration, makes you good at it, gives you sea legs. Yeah. What took me out of calibration was my son made his transition. It's a big one. It's a big one. We'd at the get hands that. of someone else. and yeah. that's big. I'm kind of lost. Yeah, it's easy drought. to understand that. It's not likely that we would spend enough time right here and now to bring you into alignment. We have a few things to tell you things that we know. How well do you know us? Um, 15 years. How have you found your relationship with this information to be? In other words, is it believable? Oh, very much. So, you do understand the eternal nature. I do. And you do understand that there's no death, conceptually. It feels very different when it's up close and personal like that. So, the thing that helped Esther the most when Jerry made his transition is that the environment around her, a good deal of it, caused her to calibrate to missing him. There were just so many things. In fact, the other day, she moved from one house to another house and somebody found a box of his shoes and belts and delivered it to the new house. And Esther opened it and laughed. She said, I don't think you need these now. well it's not that long ago that that would have taken her to her knees in other words that would have just been too much someone should look in every box before they show it to me it's not just that as time passes you feel better it's that as time passes you rediscover them where they are instead of looking for them where they were and where they were they're not so every time you look where they were you feel the absence of them where when you look where they are you feel the presence of them yes mm-hmm. so you know that and you want us to have something more to say to you than that no. Um, there's no death I know. the physical loss feels really big to me right now we know but you know what we've been talking about all day here today you all keep getting all animated about manifestations when most of your life is the translation of vibration into that in other words everything that is manifested is old news and it's the vibration that's the new stuff It's a vibration where the new feelings and the new energies are hear this what's the difference Between a vibration of something that you're in the process of creating that's still in the vibrational ethereal form That hasn't come out where you can see it yet You're not seeing it and hearing it and smelling it and tasting and touching it It's just this vibrational thing What's the difference between the vibration of those things and the vibration of someone who is non-physically focused Who's all mixed up in all of that with you? The biggest part of your life is in this phase And yet you all think that it's all about what's manifested and that's old news
0: and it is, and that's something we have to come to grips with. And again, until like, in, and I don't know this because everyone goes through it differently. Um, like to me, if, if I heard heard this prior to it, I'd be like, weird. But when I was going through it, um, and then it's been many years, I now get it. I do. Um, again, everyone has their own process through it. But when you actually step back and look at it, there, there's tremendous truth here. What What is, is old news. Um, and, you know, every individual that comes into our life, whether it's your child, your parents, they're a field of energy. All right. They, the physical corporeal part of them will leave. Just like, you know, I look at my child like he was five years old once. You know, he's up to my waist. And now he's, he's like three, yeah, he's yeah. three inches taller than me, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that five-year-old is no longer here. So, if you actually start to contemplate that, like, yeah, you know, you know, you know, the eighteen-year-old me is no longer here. I, I've died. But it's not to like, you know, even parents like that have children still alive. And I, like, I would emotionally get it. Like, I'd watch an old video of my son, and when he was young, it was like all of a sudden it's like it feels like you're mourning, watching out because he's no longer young. But then, oh, oh, he's still here. So if there was a transition. And someone died. Yeah, if I go back and even my son's alive and what we can consider life, and I look like five years old, it will hit me because he's no longer, I can no longer find him at the five-year-old body. Mm-hmm. But I can find him at the 19-year-old body now. But if someone went to transition, if you're looking for them as they were, you're going to get lost. You have to look, you know, that's why I don't hang, I don't spend all day watching my son when he was three years old on video. I I'm actually in the present moment with as much as I can with him now and now and now and now and now. And then one day there'll be now where I won't be here or he won't be here, but it'll be now and then they'll have to look in a different place in the, in the in the moment that passed. And that's what she's saying. And she eloquently says it because it's a very difficult concept to, to grasp. Well, it's very it touchy
1: to navigate because there's so much emotion behind these experiences. Um, especially, especially death, and especially a child, you know, in death, because now it's the the relationship. The here and the gone. the here,
0: then the gone.
1: and so the, this level of um, emotion, and this is why certain topics, like uh, people say, don't talk about religion and politics, and you know, they say things like this. It's because there's so much. Mental chatter behind these and so much identity that we have that <laughs> yeah. when we when we talk about these concepts, uh, emotions go haywire and, you know, people get upset, you know, verbally start spats, whatever on a on a level like death. um we're in a very vulnerable position. And so to yeah, talk about... Yeah, whether you're Republican concepts.
0: or Democrat, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it you doesn't know? matter. And it doesn't matter if you're Catholic or Muslim, you're going to die. Exactly. So, and what we call death is just a transition into something new. And we do it all the time. Like, you know, biologists say every seven years you produce a completely different body. You know, every cell... You know, you, you, your stomach cells can, I, I think you have a new stomach every uh, month mm-hmm. and goes on from your bone structure to your brain matter and everything else. So after seven years, you're completely anew. But until you look at a picture of yourself seven, uh, seven years ago, you don't really notice it. You just, whatever the entity that's in me, the I am, if you will, mm-hmm. is always in there. So when, when this corporeal disappears from what we call this physical plane, um, the I am will still be there, still be somewhere you know um it won't be as accessible as it I am now in the physical presence but if you get into a, a different frequency a different understanding um the access to that will be there you know um again abraham's what a channel yeah she's channeling entities uh higher self entities right mm-hmm. so it's it's learn how to tap into right because you had a, I had to call the dorm room and where my son was to see where he was. Uh, obviously, I'm old school because he has a cell phone. It doesn't matter where he is, he's got no, the number. But same I know number. what you mean. Yeah, but um, so you tap into that, but now you're doing it differently, and it's the shift in everything is where we feel the the struggle and the pain. Just like when you're in an airplane taking off, you got the g-force, the, the gravitational pull is what you feel. It can. Can rattle the body. It's not till the plane gets up to 30,000 feet and steadily it feels like you're not even moving, but yet you're moving at 530 miles an hour. It's like, so in order to shift and change things, you're going to feel a g force, you're going to feel sadness, you're going to feel these things. But when you start to understand what it's part and parcel of, it's getting you ready for something. But the moment when you stay in the moment, you actually understand it and you don't suffer. Sorrow isn't suffering. Sorrow is sorrow. Uh, mourning is mourning. It's not suffering. But if you're trying to hold on to that five-year-old kid that's now 19, it's going to be a bumpy ride. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. But yet, the universe is, you can hold on to as much as you want. Eventually, your grip is going to give. It always does.
1: For me <clears> to kind of, uh, what helped me understand this was realize that the way that we've been taught about death you know here in our western culture we we because, really
0: talk about it you know <laughs> yeah it was very you know it's only, so,
1: it's something that it, it's uh hey you got one life you better live it um the church plays a huge role in this too yeah. um you know and the idea that uh we die um and then it's heaven or hell you know or that the that, that, that the fact that like uh incarnation was never you know an idea that was exposed at least to me like growing up well yeah might played a role
0: yeah, my experience, like going, like cause, you know, you go to funerals, and I was Catholic, so I go to Catholic. You know, uh, you have the mass at the church, and you know, I would hear the priest on regular mass talk about eternal life and just brushed over. But so there's this somber feeling where, when you're at a funeral, and all of a sudden, like they're like telling you life is eternal, but you could tell in their eyes they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Like they weren't like, you're, you know, this so and so person left, but they're eternal, but they're like. And you could tell that the body is like, I hope I'm talking the truth because I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the truth is no one really does know. But there's ways of li- living or understanding through deduction or fractals of understanding life. Like, yeah, I'm no longer five years old. Where is that five-year-old body? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there's something in us that does shift, but it was never fully explained. Or maybe maybe it was. Maybe I just wasn't there to listen. Maybe I, you know, I can't blame. But now I'm like, you know, now... I'm more open to hearing things, and, and that's why I'm more understanding. It's, maybe it wasn't the priest's fault. Maybe it was my inability to let go, so I couldn't hear. Because, hey, if you can't let go and you just listen to this clip by Abraham or listen to me and my talk, you, you're going to be pissed at us. Mm-hmm. But we, we didn't come here to, you know, to upset anybody. But a lot of times, when the plane's taken off, you feel the G-force, and if you didn't know what it was, it feels like you're going to crash. But for the person who's been on a plane many times looks mm-hmm. over the person's like relax we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We're not going to crash. Mm-hmm. We're just taking off. It's like, "Oh, okay."
1: We often label these types of emotions, these types of feelings, uh, these types of experiences <clears throat> as something. Mm-hmm. And then and then when when it's labeled as that, we think we need to play into that role. Like, I'm supposed to be sad right now or I'm supposed to, you know, feel this way. Um And this creates a a snowball effect.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it is like sadness into itself doesn't have to um, drag along suffering. No, you you can you can
1: see that. Okay, this experience, like you're saying, is part
0: of this entire experience. And then eventually, the clouds part and the sun comes through, and then you're at a completely different place than you ever were before. Again, we don't ask for this; it happens. It's you know, at some level, you get to a certain point in your life where you realize this is going to happen. You just assume, <laughs> you know, I guess if if you die young, you you get to evade everyone else dying, right? It's one way of looking at it. So you know, when people die before their time in my life, the one thing I held on to is they didn't have to go through the death process. Maybe they did in the past lifetime, but they didn't have to witness anyone die. They got you know, you know. So there's different ways we can mentally tell the story.
1: Imagine if we grew up and it was uh, you know from birth we were taught you know you're on this plane to remember who you are. You're here to to simply remember who you are and uh, as many lifetimes as you need to get back to your true self you'll have. Mm-hmm. Um you'll you'll keep experiencing life, you'll experience life as a man, a woman, uh, different races, different cultures, etc. until you remember who you are. I think we would all live a lot differently if, you know. But um, then,
0: actually, I think when I look at it, we're already doing that. we exactly doing that, but, but you have to evade it to remember. You have to forget in order to remember. You can't remember unless you forgot. So part and parcel of coming here is the forgetfulness to just remember because the remembrance is like, Oh, I remember where I put those keys now I can go home <laughs> and that's part of it so like that's why there's no I have no ill will to anyone that told me this and told me that because they that's all they that's what they knew or in the Zen uh philosophy or religion however you want to call it uh, the master will mess with the student till the student looks at the master like oh, this guy's squirrely. and then the master's like you're learning yep. And um, that's kind of how it is. Life is the Zen master. It's not being as up. We're just misunderstanding. It's playing with us. And when we play back with it, it's glorious. But we get upset with the play. It's like, oh, like, oh. I'm like, if you just play along. If someone made fun of you and you laughed, you'd be best friends with that person because you got upset. They keep doing it till you stop getting upset. That's how life is. Life is, is very interesting, but... When you wake up and remember, and a lot of times it is something that's shocking, like a death of a loved one or um, a loss of a job, a lot of these things um, shock, but when you get through it, it's like, oh, wow. It doesn't mean you know the next death is like, oh, oh, so-and-so's dead, oh, well, let's go get some lunch, because mm-hmm. each individual thing has its own tool for learning, because if you were just going to have lunch after someone died, there'd be nothing to gain or experience from that. It wouldn't happen. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that's why. It's like we don't know. But when we stay present, we're more equipped to deal with it. But when you're not present, that's when we get distracted and we fall apart. Yeah, We pick ourselves up on the floor and we'll do it again. Um, it just We could be more efficient by being more present. And that's I'm and, learning that
1: And that's the thing I mean when you When you fall off that path Or you fall away You, you pick up on it and, and there's no There's no right or wrong that, yeah. That's simply the mind Making a narrative about it but, It's just I know now Back onto the path I'm gonna go with that flow I'm gonna stop Swimming upstream
0: Yeah like What she said in the clip Prior to this one You're always on the path You're always on the river It's only one river It's just that If you're swimming upstream It feels like disease If you're going down With the flow It feels like vacation but it's the same river. It's: Am I allowing the river or am I fighting the river? So there, there's only one path. But am I crawling down it? Am I being dragged down it? Or am I walking in the direction in which the path is exciting? Same path. But how I deal with the path, how I perceive the path is where I get the glory or the sadness or the uh, upsetness or the anger or the or the joy. And... As I learn to perceive things differently, more joy comes out than sadness. But I'm still learning, so I'm not, That's you know, the fun part. Yeah, and I'm not waiting to get there either. I'm already, I'm here exactly where I'm supposed to be. You're exactly where if you're I'm supposed to be. If I'm reading a book and I'm halfway through the book, I'm like, I don't wish I was at the end. I'm right, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in the book. That's where it is. And that gives me the ability to stay present as much as I can. You should be further along. Says new, you know, it's, uh, I guess so, I don't know. I suppose yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah.
1: I like, I like how you, you explain that because yeah. it is the loosening up of the way things should be that yeah.
0: allow us to become more and more one with our true self. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the way we navigate is then through our perception of how we do it. And the navigation is how I feel. I want to stay feeling in this um, balanced place. Um, more than none, but I don't avoid depression. I don't avoid sadness. I can't. I just no longer fight it. Um, when I find myself fighting, I let go, and all of a sudden, it it uh, it turns it it turns into something else. I become like the alchemist. It turns into something. It's like wow, and like hey, the the sunniest day is after a week of clouds, right? But you live in Arizona. It's like you're so used to the sun. It's like yeah, it's sunny. You know And people are like Oh my god It's so sunny here They came Like my cousin Just came from New Jersey Mm -hmm. And I'm like Yeah I'm I'm used to it Yep That's why I have to Close my eyes And open them (laughs) To appreciate (laughs) To appreciate the sun
1: No but you're right And uh, I like to use The example of The Chinese finger trap Yeah
0: That's what life is Yeah The
1: more we struggle The more we pull The tighter it gets
0: Yep You know It's not
1: until We just let go
0: And eventually You get tired And let go Yeah. Yeah Yeah All right Well, I'm glad we covered uh, Miss Abraham Hicks today. Yeah, and uh, Esther and Jerry, obviously. Jerry passed, I think, in 2011, was it? Yep, 2011. 2011. Yeah, so, um, but yeah. All right, I hope you uh, enjoyed the show of Perspective Shift. And uh, if you haven't checked out Abraham, there's a lot of content on YouTube. A ton. Yeah, she's, uh, her and her husband, -husband, well, ex husband, um, deceased husband, Mm -hmm. um, Jerry, they've written a lot of books and stuff. that are out there available for you like on Amazon what have you great content All right. well um, yeah this week was great it's a
1: wrap thanks for listening guys if you like what you heard uh, feel free to leave a comment uh, shoot us an email Um, let us know if there's anybody you want us to you know uh, touch base on or you know do an episode Uh, we'll be back next week Um, we're excited to see you guys then yeah peace out thanks guys